Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 we're back and we're black and we're brown. So today I broke down and I went to the orthodontist. Ooh, orthodontist. Wait a second. I know. Did the commenters get to you, Tiff? Well, yes and no. So I've always, so for those who don't know, I actually, I had braces when I was a kid. Well, you know, like typical teens. I, I don't know. I probably was like 13, 14, 15, that, that age. Um, but I suffer from something. Well, I don't know if it's suffer. It's called thung, tongue thrust. It's like sucking your thumb, but not your thumb. Instead, it's your tongue. And so your tongue pushes your um, pushes forward and you, I won't even notice that I'm doing it. So I do it in my sleep. I do it when I'm awake. I've done it since I was literally an infant. When I was a kid, my parents tried to get me to stop, but there's like nothing you could do because your tongue is in your mouth. Um, and so because of that, whatever the braces did before, um, my tongue totally like undid that and did some more damage. And uh, I went to an orthodontist maybe years ago and I was like, oh, you know, I want to get braces again, probably in like my 20s or something. They're like, well, it's not going to make any sense because your tongue thrust is just going to push your teeth back out. So I never went back. I just, you know, went to the regular dentist. And then something said, just ask. So I actually actually even considered veneers. So I'd gone to a, um, like a cosmetic, what is it? Cosmetic dentist. And they were like, no, we don't think that's a fit for you. You should go back to an orthodontist. I think that other guy was wrong. So I did today and I went to this awesome place. They were honestly so good. I mean, first of all, these millennials, I mean, I walked in, Mandy, I'm like, am I in a coffee shop? That's what it looked like. <laughs> the, the, the orthodontist, it, it was so cute. They had, first of all, Joanna Gaines has gotten to everyone. They had shiplap on the walls. Can you imagine? Oh my God. Yes. Shiplap. Um, so shiplap in was, Newark. <laughs> no, it was in, um, where was this place? It was like in Harrison or something like that, but it was super cute. Honestly, they were so professional. Like I had never, the way they did x-rays, the way they took pictures, I had never, I had never gone through a process that was so easy and like pleasant. I mean, no one thinks of the orthodontist and thinks pleasant, but honestly, it, it was really pleasant. It was called um, N.A. North Arlington Orthodontist. Um, orthodontics, North Arlington. Yeah. And so, um, my doctor, Dr. Jessica, she was awesome. And, um, she was like, I know exactly what you have after she looked at my picture. She's like, you have tongue thrust. Um, it's not uncommon. It's pushing your teeth out. Um, and I was like, yeah, so is it, I mean, she's like, we could fix it. Um, I'm like, but it's going to go back. Right. She was like, no, 
She's like, do you like, do you want braces? I was like, no. She was like, I think Invisalign is the best route for you anyway, which I'm like, yes. That's like the tray. Like, you know, like you you can't even see them when people have them on. I've it's like a, Invisalign, yeah. They my dentist has mentioned it to me a couple of times in the past. Really? You don't have that, anything, nothing's wrong with your teeth. That's why I was suspicious, man. But I think anyway, continue. But yeah, Invisalign most like a lot of dentists offer it now. It's like the little clear plastic case that goes over your teeth, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so depending on how, so like a friend of mine had Invisalign, but her teeth, honestly, I was like, why do you have Invisalign? Your teeth are like perfect. So it was literally just a few months for her to straighten out her teeth. And for me, she said probably a year to a year and a half. And so what happens is you get, they, they, she, they use a, they don't even do a mold because they're fancy. They do a laser thing. And so they, um, they're going to get the perfect shape of like, my like mold of my mouth with this laser and they're going to get trays made. And what will happen is you'll wear a tray for however many weeks or months until like your, your teeth adjust. Then you'll get the next set of trays that then adjust your teeth again. And you keep, you keep progressively getting trays that are closer and closer to the ideal shape of your teeth or ideal shape of, I guess your bite or whatever. And I was like, wow. And so, um, yeah. And so she was like, you wear them 22 hours a day. Basically you just take them off to eat and brush your teeth and that's it. Um, and so what the thing that really made me happy was that she was like, um, I said, well, what about my tongue thrust? And there's just going to push my teeth back out. And she said, no, we could put a bonded wire behind your teeth once they're where they're supposed to be. And it's like a wire, like, you know, like behind my teeth, you would never know, but it will keep my tongue because the wire is stronger than my tongue. It'll keep my tongue from pushing my teeth back out. And she said, but that, um, so she would suggest that I continue to wear, um, whatever the last tray or whatever tray they give me is at night, like as a retainer at night. And she was like, you'll, by then you'll be so used to it. You just put it in before you go to sleep and you know, your teeth will stay in place. And I was like, where have you been all my life? Um, I'm excited to do it honestly, because here's the thing. Like I, I'm typically not, I don't know. I, like I was a really self self-conscious, um, uh, kid. And like, I wouldn't say, early 20s, um, like teens and early 20s, like really self-conscious um, about my looks, like about my skin color, about the way of the texture of my hair, about everything. And then somewhere in like my mid to late 20s, I was like, I don't give a what. Um, and I didn't, honestly. And then in my 30s, I was just like, whatever. I mean, I never had any lack of dates or whatever. So um, it, but when you become more in the public eye, I'm not going to lie. I don't get, I would say 99. literally 9% of like comments are positive, but definitely you get someone who has something funny to say about my smile. And, you know, and then too, I'm doing more and more TV so I can see myself more where normally I'm not someone who's always in the mirror. So I'm not looking at myself. So I just said, well, Tiffany, if it bothers you and the budget needs to can pay for it, I already reached out to my accountant and she said, um, he said, yes, um, because I'm getting it specifically really to, to present, um, um, a cleaner picture for um, for TV and speaking all that kind of stuff, so I can have my business paid for it. And also to the um, the orthodontist, the, um, she said a lot of times that the companies will pay for because I guess they get like I don't know TV personalities in there as well. And she said yes, that happens a lot. So there's that. I'm actually excited about it. They work really fast. She was like, we could take the mold today or we could take the laser today. And I was like, mm, let me, cause at the time I had not called my accountant. So I was like, well, I don't want to swipe my card and I'm not, a, I'm not, you know, even though it's my company, I don't want to obviously be chased down by the IRS. So I'm actually going next Monday. Um, and then within two to four weeks, I'll have my first tray. Isn't that crazy? So how much is the Invisalign? Like if you were to pay out of pocket? 
Um, so I actually, ha- um, well, I'm going to pay out of pocket because like I, I try to use my husband's insurance. This is what I thought I was going to pay myself. And it was, um, to be clear, because I'm going to have them longer than maybe the average person. Cause I have a lot more shifting to do. So, uh, my friend, um, um, who got her, she hadn't had it for a few months. She didn't have to pay it this much because she didn't have hers as long. So I'm just going to share in total. Um, this includes, uh, cause I asked her about teeth whitening as well. Um, so this includes, um, teeth whitening and the Visalign. It's two, uh, $5,260. Um, you have to put down an initial down payment. This is for me of 1500 or, which is, this is what I'm going to do. And then, um, 13 months of payments of $289 and 24 cents. But I said, I'm not going to do that. Instead, I'm going to pay in full um, and I'm going to jo- join what's called the coffee club members. That means that if you come in for your, um, checkups at 9am, I guess that's when, or 9.30am or, um, 2.30pm Monday through Friday. So I guess that's like, you know, they're like off peak times, which I can do since I work for myself and this place is only like 10 minutes from my house. I will save $526. So paying in full and going during off peak times. So for me, it's going to be $4,734. Um, Interesting. I've never heard of dentists giving you a discount for coming off peak. That's cool. I know, right? And Those so millennials. I, I I know. So I'm actually, you know, like I said, I'm I'm excited. And so you can get, I guess, you get three years worth of um of trays. Um, so like just in case like something doesn't take or I'm not using it properly or whatever. But honestly, I'm excited about it because I didn't realize. Like I could literally, if I would have gotten my, my laser today, Mandy, I could have had them in, in like two weeks. I'd be like, hmm, before Christmas, you know what? Well, I'm still going to have them before Christmas, but it's just crazy how the lesson for me is asking the question because someone told me no. And then for the last, you know, three or four years, I never questioned it. And I could have, um, and not that I would have, like, uh, I necessarily would have gotten it, but at least I would have, I never even had it as an option in my mind. I said, it's not an option. Someone told me no. So I'm excited because when we, when, just wait until I get my grill all the way together. You're not going to be able to tell me nothing. <laughs> your grill. Well, as long as it's for your happiness and you're doing it to make yourself happy or not, because the haters told you to, which I'm, I'm sure you're not, because um, I think your smile is beautiful just the way it is. Yeah, Drina's like, I'm gonna, Drina, for you guys know my best friend. She said, I'm gonna miss your little gaps. I was like, I'm not. <laughs> All right, fine. No, like, yeah, no, no, honestly, no. I don't, I mean, like I said, I, I, I don't hate the way I look. Like, you know, I'm, but I definitely would feel more comfortable. Um, so I, I'm excited about it. I'm not gonna get plastic surgery. Not, it's not like, next up, skin lacking. Mm. <laughs> oh, God, Jesus. <laughs> I was just about to say I would never say never about plastic surgery because I'm like, I don't know what gravity is going to do to me. I'd like to keep the option open, you know, for any nips and tucks when I'm in my – I mean, I I feel like when you're in your 40s and 50s and 60s, like, who cares? You paid your dues. You've made your money. Nip and tuck all you want, boo. Like, I'm I'm totally leaving that door open for myself. I mean, do you know what kids do to your boobs? I'm scared. I'm not going to lie. You know what it is? I think – I feel like the only – reason why I took plastic surgery off the table is because I'm scared. I don't even, I don't even want to get a tattoo. But at that, when you're like in your fifties and sixties, like you've lived a good life, you know, you know, why not take a little bit, <laughs> take a little <laughs> bit of a risk. You've had take kids by then, why not? You know, you I'm know, just you, leaving you, the door open for my, for my future self. Like if I have twins, I'm going to be like, uh, while we're here, cause I'm not having no more kids, just go ahead on and do that. Tell me Texas. We're here already like that. That's I can what see I'm saying. Too. Right. I could see myself doing that. 
you can survive childbirth, what's a tummy tuck? <laughs> exactly. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Um, did I mention anything about a pet? I was looking for a good segue because we got some really funny responses from our listeners after last week's show. We were talking about how the like millennials, because they buy fancy dog food and like cat food for their pets now, have driven up the price and made it harder for like the old kind of kibbles and bits type of um, you know your mama's cat food and dog food companies to like survive today. They've been making it hard for them. Anyway, so we asked listeners, you know, how much do you spend on your pet? We want to hear your stories. I got to read you this message from, (laughs) we got two. So so listener Amelia with an A, she said, so I got my cat for free on Craigslist. Okay, I'm with you. But anytime we go to the vet, I pay for him to get IV fluids, $50. She does not mention why he needs IV fluids, but (laughs) apparently, apparently Fluffy is very dehydrated. Sorry, go ahead. I paid for him to get $50 IV fluids, even if he doesn't need it, so that he's well hydrated. I also get him trimmed, $20, nails trimmed, $15, and some cat Xanax, $40, so he can relax and take a long nap when we get home. (laughs) I buy him prescription food. It gets $60 a month, and he only drinks filtered water because I don't want chemicals or minerals building up in his body. Dot, dot, dot. It continues. He also has a $200 carrier that's for hiking, but she says, I bought it for evacuations. I live in California's big fire zones, and he has his own emergency kit. Oh, my goodness. I I don't know what to say. Well, I mean, like, now, the, the emergency kit and, like, the carrier, okay, but, like, like, Fluffy is drinking the water he needs to drink. I mean, cats are like, if I'm thirsty, I shall drink. That's crazy. I'm not <laughs> Min- Mineral water. I mean, to <laughs> each her own. I, th- I just, you know, no judgment zone. We said, share us your stories. No judgment. So That's I'll try true. To- oh, yeah, no judgment. I mean, let me reel it on back. Okay, girl, do you? But ooh, cat Xanax. No, but for real cat, like my dog, he used to take half a, um, he had to take half a, a Claritin every day because he had allergies. Like pets take human medicine. Um and it's it's it costs like human medicine costs too. So I didn't know that pets take human medicine. They can if they have anxiety and just like Fluffy here, I made up the cat's name. I don't know the cat's name. Forty dollars Xanax so he can relax and take a long nap when we get home because <laughs> it's stressful getting IV fluids and your hair trimmed. <laughs> I love cat. It's like what is this life of mine? I love it. <laughs> oh. 
Well, listener Martisha said that she's listening to the most recent podcast. She says, luckily, we've not had to spend a crazy amount of money on her family's pug, um, which she's had for 10 years. She says, but like anything else, owning a dog is a financial decision, but owning a pet adds an emotional component. They're not humans, but when faced with a decision about their health, more than likely you would pay. So make sure you understand the financial responsibility involved. Keep on top of their health to avoid major expenditures. Thanks for the question. Okay, Marticia, come in with the realness. I mean, yes. if you, preventative care is important. So, you know, keeping the dog healthy and groomed and all that stuff, I guess it can save you money down the line. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even, you know, like, it, you're, you're right. I mean, I had a cat and even though, like, I wasn't, like, super fancy because I didn't have any money and I was a teenager, it was it was expensive. I remember... Um, um, I remember like having to like, I wanted to get her um, neutered, spayed or I don't know if she was a a girl. So I don't know if there's a difference between spayed and neutered, but um, yeah. And it was like a few hundred dollars or a couple hundred dollars. And like, it was, I remember my dad really wanted to teach me responsibility because I wanted a cat so bad. And I remember thinking like, and I got the cheapest, like no name, like whatever food. She hated that food so much. She went out, she was killing mice in the, in the, in the, um, (laughs) Um, the forest we had like we lived by like some woods I'm like oh so you just go head on and find your own food huh all this good food I got for you so um, <laughs> yeah like my poor cat did not even have like you know how like cats have like the I guess the, the litter box who had money for a litter box I had one of the um the silver trays <laughs> you know oh, like you're making a turkey my <laughs> Tiffany you know, I was 13 now. I didn't have any money I was like I'm gonna get you one as soon as I save my next allowance so um <laughs> Yeah, no, but I mean, eventually, you know, we upgraded her, but then she ran away to go live with the neighbors. And I said, okay, well, Cause bye. Because she, she was living like a cat hobo. <laughs> she was living In like a takeout a tray pan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my poor She's Cinder. like, this is not the American dream. <laughs> I remember she used to like literally run away for like weeks and be like, where did you go? It turned out she was living with the neighbors. I guess she was trying them out. And then one day I was walking by, I thought she ran away and I was like, well, it happens. And I walk by and I hear her, her meow. So familiar. I look in the window and she's in the neighbor's house looking at me like, just saying hi, girl. Don't worry about me. I'm good. <laughs> with a new collar and everything all inside the house. Cause my dad hated for her to be like inside too much. So I'd have to sneak her in. So I just said, you know what? You look like, you look well fed. You look good, girl. You look good. <laughs> So funny. That's brown ambition right there. Cat ambition. She got out of a bad situation. (laughs) She did. She She upgraded her life. Yes. So it's time for questions, questions, questions. Do we get any good questions? Well, we always get good questions. Always. We have a few good questions this week. Which, Which one shall I pick? My first victim. Dun, dun, dun. How about this from a new listener? Her name is, I'm going to pronounce, I'm going to try and pronounce this, Deverine. It's a pretty name. Okay, she says, I'm a, new lis- I'm a new listener and I love the podcast. I have a loaded question, but I'll try to simplify it. I'm a medical professional, 34 years old, earning approximately, approximately $120,000 a year. I want to know if a financial planner would be good for me. My goal is to pay off my $125,000 student loan debt and start saving for a retirement, but I have a few hurdles. I'm paying off two cars and I want to remodel my house. Soon I'll also be paying for my son's college tuition. Help, where do I start? 
Ooh. Can you list some of the things again that she has financially? Like so she's a medical professional making $120,000 solid salary. And she wants to know if she needs a financial planner. Basically, she has $125,000 of student loan debt. and she, But at the same time, she wants to start saving for retirement and remodel her house. But in, ad- in addition to having that $125,000 student loan debt, she also has two cars. Apparently, she's paying off. I'm going to guess maybe one belongs to her teenage son. Um, okay. so she wants to know, will the financial planner help her kind of get a handle on things? So she feels like she's saving for the future and also paying down her debt. Yeah. I mean, well, I, honestly, I think a financial, um, a financial professional is always a good idea, honestly, because if you have questions, I feel like, you know, I've been struggling to find like the, the, the perfect one be- just because you can make a lot of money, but it doesn't mean that you don't need to just kind of tap someone on the shoulder and, and ask for some professional advice. Because to me, it just sounds like you need someone to help organize in what order do you want to put your financial priorities? There's no judgment on that. It's just like, like asking kind of like, well, what's most important and then putting it in, in an order and then working on it in that particular order based upon what your what your goals are. Um, it sounds like to me that the least, not want to say least important, but maybe least kind of like urgent is the house renovation. Um, because I'm assuming if the car has, she's paying the car off or she's getting it fixed. Paying two cars off, two. Mm, and she wants yeah. to start saving for her son's college. This is like a classic example. I feel like what a lot of people in their mid thirties are going through right now. And if she has a kid on top of it, is, yeah. is like, I have this debt, but I also have my future and I mean, kids future to, to figure out how do I start? Um, I think this is exactly, this is exactly when you'd want to bring in a financial professional because, I mean, we can sit here and try and help you prioritize, but financial professional is actually going to look at everything with your entire financial picture. And especially for me, what's been nice for my financial planner is she helps me, she helps give me perspective on, she always reminds me the reality of my finances and reminds me that I'm not actually broke and destitute like I think I am in my brain. And she also shows me how to make the money work for me and how to how to strategically um, shift priorities around. And, you know, you may be overlooking some methods or some options that you have to help you pay off your debt or help you finance a remodel of your house um, affordably that maybe a financial planner can help you find those options that maybe you can't you haven't been able to think about because you're juggling, you know, so many things. So I, I think it's a good idea. Um, mm-hmm. I thought you want to make sure that you're taking care of your, your, um, your retirement. Like I don't want you to not have that. That's critical. Yes. And certainly saving for retirement before you, you know, put money away from your kid is typically advice, but again, financial professional, good idea. Um, I found my planner through XY planning network, which I think it's xyplanningnetwork.com, but Google uh-huh. it. I'll put a link to it in the show notes if you want to check them out. That's where I found my planning. I think their planner network is basically a network of planners who specialize or who have experience working with people in Generation X or Y, hence the name. Um, and you might be able to find someone there or ask around to friends, see if they have anyone you they could refer you to. As far the best thing about what I like about XY planning is the planners there are fee only. So they typically charge a flat monthly rate for their services and you don't have to, you know, you don't have to worry about hourly or um, you know, getting some sort of percentage of your future earnings tied to their pay. Um, they're they're fee only, fee based, and they typically will charge maybe upfront for the financial plan if you if you want one, 
or they'll give you a flat rate for a conversation or some sort of advice, like counseling session. Mm-hmm. Thanks for your no, question. That is a very good question. I, I wish more people, you know, thought to seek outside help. Cause I think people feel like as an adult, I should know. And I'm like, no, well, do you know how to speak Mandarin? And they're like, no, I'm like, exactly. Cause no one taught you. So if someone didn't teach you, then you don't have to know automatically. Seeking help is really a good idea when it comes to your money. Cosine, 100%. Okay, this last question, this is specifically one I think, Tiff, you can definitely answer. Um, it also comes from someone who says that she's been stalking you for years. I think she means that in a non-creepy way. <laughs> this anonymous listener says, I've been stalking you for years. I really appreciate your transparency and your journey. Um, due to life situations and unforeseen circumstances, she says, I am back at a nine to five after being an entrepreneur. This is really hard. My personality, st- my personality tests always say I'm an entrepreneur. My question is, do you have any suggestions on how I can adjust back to nine to five life? What benefits do I need to take advantage of from a company? Do I keep my free health care or buy into the companies? Also, how do I in- ignore my entrepreneurial ur- urges and just work? It's so scary to think that this corner office will be my space for a few years or more. Well, I guess the question is, do you, do you have to? I mean, I, I didn't get more. Well, thanks, first of all, for the lovely um um, stalking, you know, I don't mind it. Um, but I mean, so here's a question is that I'm not sure why you had to go back. Is it because you're paying off debt? Is it because, you know, your business, um, maybe didn't do as well. So, because it might be the option. This is what I recently told, um, my sister, um, because she's really wanting to, she styles me, um, and she like buys all my clothes, but she also has been styling my friend's photo shoots and she's really good. She works really hard. It's not easy. It's not just, Hey, wear this. It's like going to the mall, buying and putting together like 16 different outfits, tagging them, taking picture. Like it's a lot. Um, and so she really is wanting to do this and she's gotten opportunities, but she's got a regular full-time job, which is, is actually in alignment. She's a buyer. Um, but she's realizing she's at a cusp now because she's getting opportunities that are happening more and more during her full-time job hours. And what I told her was to get what I call a waitressing job. It's not actually waitressing. Uh, but one, one, one thing I told her is that she has to um, decrease her um, living expenses. And so that's one of the things she's going to do. She's actually considering, I'm so sure she's listening, like all my business, Tiffany, all of it. Um, I told her she's, she's had her beautiful apartment for like a number of years. She's going to give that apartment up and look for something less expensive. I told her, I even told her like when me and Superman finished renovating, cause we have a second floor, um, uh, bedroom with its own bathroom that she could stay with us for a number of months, um, and not have to pay you rent and save. Um, and in that time of reducing her expenses, finding that waitressing job, which is just a, it's just basically a gig, meaning a job that pays the bills, but allows you the flexibility to go after your dream. And so that's what she's doing now. So I'm asking that because I'm like, do you, is there a reason that you have to have this nine to five job? And if there is, then you can still have an entrepreneurial spirit. Like look at Mandy, you can still have an entrepreneurial spirit within your nine to five. I don't think that you ought to kill, you know, your entrepreneur dream. It's just, how can you do that where you are? And, you know, I know what it's like not to have any insurance. I only have insurance now because I'm married, but gobble it up. I mean, like get every teeth, tooth clean, <laughs> you know, go see the gyno, go see the eye doctor, it, just get everything done. Um, but yeah, just 
con- consider um, figuring out how to make the most of it, how to make the job your own if you must stay there. And if you don't have to stay there and you want to get back in the entrepreneur game, um, consider, reconsider how um, you can find something that will allow you to do both. Yeah. And I hope that you found a job that encourages entrepreneurial spirits and has ways to help you work on special projects if you want to. One thing that um, one thing that I've heard companies do, and it's something that I thought about doing for my team here, I'm trying to as we get bigger, and we're we're able to have enough people on staff so people have more time is to to tell your you know tell people take 5% of your day like i don't know how much what that percentage comes out to you but like half an hour or something and and think big like you know read read stories think about a big idea think about a big project that you'd like to see um, happen and then once a month sort of give them an opportunity to pitch an idea for something they'd like to own and maybe if you're at a company like that you can start looking for ways, I mean, you're just settling into a new job, but start looking for ways that maybe you can scratch that itch of wanting to own your own project or lead your own team. But, you know, only you can figure out if it's going to be a good fit for you long term. And I don't, you definitely, you definitely don't want to, you know, wake up a few years from now and then really regret giving up on, you know, a business idea that you had or, or a business that you had that you struggled to get off the ground. Um, keep keep at it like I mean Tiff I think how long did it take you to get Budget Nista to like a profitable place where you could say okay this business is gonna feed my family for years to come it takes a while uh, right yeah so like I I, I actually registered the Budget Nista in 2008 did nothing for like really two years well 2008 I did nothing 2009 I volunteered a lot just to figure out what was I even delivering 2010 I, I started to get I'm serious and that's when I was making about five thousand dollars a year but the Budget Nista so 2010, nothing, 2011, nothing, 12, nothing, 13, hey, I can pay this $500 a month room that I'm renting. Um, 2014, you know, um, a little bit better. It really didn't start making um, a, a decent amount of money until I would say 2016 when I was like, okay, I think I was like in the either the low six figures or high five figures. So not a tremendous amount of money. And then it started to do, you know, better. Now we're, now we're seven figures. We were seven figures last year, double that, uh, this year, still seven figures and on task to be eight figures, um, in 2019. But think about that. That's like what, six years of like not really making enough. And, um, you know, so it's, and it's not abnormal, honestly, I have so many friends who are entrepreneurs and, it's the only thing, honestly, that kept me going because I thought maybe something's wrong with me because you read all these stories about people who grew a billion dollar business in six months. Um, but when you speak to like regular day to day entrepreneurs, you start to realize that that's part of the journey. But you learn to find the joy in the journey. So even when I wasn't making a lot, it wasn't just about that. I was trying to create something that was going to help women. So I, and living simply didn't bother me because I'd lost everything during the recession anyway. So I'm like, I've been broke, broke. This is, this is broke light. You know, at least I have a room versus like sleeping with my parents in my parents' house. Um, so yeah, I, finding something that, that can you could keep pushing even during the the rough times is is critical when it comes to entrepreneurship if you ask me um but yeah it it can certainly take there are people ten years in that are still struggling and they don't give up because they really believe in their vision you know the guy um what is that um oh uh Kickstarter there's this great uh i forget the the, the gentleman's name that started it it like it he didn't even get started for eight years he worked on the website eight years before he even launched. Can you imagine? Eight years. And then he launched Kickstarter and then it did well. But eight years of just writing things down on a piece of paper. 
Um, so just know that, you know, that, that, that's part of the journey sometimes for some people, for many people. That reminds me of Ava DuVernay, who she like was was doing a Twitter thread recently. And she talked about how she didn't do her first movie until she was well into her 30s and really only found success. Now she's in her 40s. And she's kind of a household name, but it took took a while. I I gobble stories like that up just to get through like even through my 20s. I was like, please tell me someone else, you know, (laughs) hasn't had to figure it out either. Um, And I and I, I would say, I definitely have an entrepreneurial spirit and yet I'm at a corporation. I'm a nine to fiver, but I'll tell you how I, how, why I'm happy and perfectly content where I am. And it's one, I'm able, I have the flexibility to launch something of my own with this podcast a few years ago. And, you know, my company has supported that and let me continue doing it. This is my baby, our baby. Um, and this is entirely our own independent projects. And I've been able to do that on the side. Also, um, I found that working for a startup really scratched that itch for me because it made me feel like I was, no, I wasn't the entrepreneur, the co-founder of the company, but I came in, I was like employee number four, and I was an integral part of growing the company, getting us acquired, um, had equity. I I felt like I was a part of growing something and building something, and I continued to feel that way. So, you know, if you're out there and you want the sustainability of a nine to five, but maybe something that also lends itself to entrepreneurialism, working for a smaller startup um, Mm. in a growing industry is one way to do it. And I'm not going to lie to you and pretend like I had it all figured out and I was completely sure it was all going to work out for me when I joined the startup that I did um, a couple of years ago. I mean, I was sweating it hard, hard, hard um, for a a while, but I took the the leap and and luckily it worked out. But that, it definitely made me feel like a bit, it scratched that itch for me of like a little bit of riskiness, but still you know, able to put food on the table. And um, I'm fortunate that that's been working out for me. And I hope that you've, I hope that you're at a place at least where you feel like you can spread your wings a little bit and still be entrepreneurial. um, Even though it's not the, maybe the vision you had of your, of your career at this point in time, but hang in there. And thank you for your question. Good question. These are our questions. Oh, that's a new one. I like that. Save it. Again. <laughs> I don't even know. These are our questions. It's the, it's the Usher song, but I don't know the rest of the words. These Somebody, are I'm our, sure. There's not enough syllables in questions. It's, it's, that song's it's, called Confessions. I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not enough syllables. <laughs> oh, I'm turning into my father, messing up all. You, well, you're probably too young, but there's a song called um from Madonna. Um, Papa, don't preach. Okay. I'm in. I you know, know that song? song? I mean, yes. Well, you know, you, I mean, you, hey, it's you Madonna. didn't know Golden Girls, right? So meanwhile, when I was a kid, my dad was like, oh, I like that song by that Madonna. And I'm like, oh, what song? <laughs> he said, you know this song, Copper Tone Cream, I'm in love with you. I'm like, wait, what, what, excuse me, what, sir? This man said Copper Tone Cream. And it's clear, <laughs> by the way, that I butcher songs, I am his daughter and I'm becoming him. Lord have mercy. <laughs> you need- I'm Copper I'm copper tone cream. <laughs> he thought it was a nice jingle for some sunscreen. Um, you need to do that story worth for your dad's stat. I need to hear his stories. Yeah, I do. I do. I am going to do it because I'm like, yes, because these stories are amazing. Copper tone cream. I'll never forget it. He was singing it like just with joy, joy in his heart <laughs> and, and, and just sureness and confidence Aww. in his voice. Oh, dad. Okay. Well, you guys can send us your uh, confessions or questions at brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com. Or hit us up at brownambitionpodcast.com. Ask us. Okay. I was. I can, edit, I can edit out those awkward pauses. It's okay. <laughs> when you don't do the jingle. Sometimes I'm just like, 
wait, is that for me? Dot com. Yeah. I mean, you started this. You almost like create the problem for me. I feel like whenever I say dot com, I got to wait. <laughs> give, you a, give you an opening. Anyhow, brownambitionpodcast.com. Ask us anything. Send us your questions. Send us your holiday stories. Send us your what you're grateful for this year. Maybe that's a good prompt for next next episode. What are you grateful for in 2018? Start thinking about what you want for yourself in 2019. We want to hear from you. Oh, what's oh, we're not done yet. Uh, oh, my bad. Boost, brown boost, brown break, brown boost, brown break. I'm ready. <laughs> are you gonna? You know, actually, I think I'm gonna do a boost and a break. Just like a really short one. So I'm just going to take a break from cooking for Thanksgiving because one, I don't. It hasn't even happened um, yet. I know, but You're I'm tired of like, it. I know because I'm just like, I'm tired of the judgment that, you know, because I get it. The old school mama, you know, she did the whole spread and made everything herself and slaved all day in the kitchen and then uh, meanwhile, I'm down at the um, at the Vonda's. Like, hey, Vonda. Um, she actually because I waited till the last minute. So Vonda is a friend of mine who owns a soul food restaurant in Newark. I waited till the last minute. I was like, ooh, can I get a turkey? For she's like, oh, girl, we went out of turkeys. I said, well, I have. If I bring the turkey, can you cook it? Can you imagine? And that's exactly what my parents are eating. And my my siblings, we are going to eat a Vonda cooked turkey from her delicious restaurant and one that I am getting and bring to her. <laughs> It's nice to have a friend in the business. <laughs> well, no, because she, well, she's actually, she's cooking like, you know, part of, during the, the soul food restaurants um, tend to like, you know, they're, they're making dinners for, for Thanksgiving for people, mm -hmm. but it's just, so I was just making a normal order. And so when she was like, well, we ran out of turkeys. I was like, well, what if I bring one? <laughs> so, Cause I was like, uh, I already told my mother I was providing the turkey. So she said, okay. So that's my break from cooking for Thanksgiving. Although I do not cook maybe from non-cooking judgment listen you know? just to just to add into this whole foods does a catered thanksgiving dinner um i got a most delicious pie at sam's club for 8.99 that could have fed a small army and i brought that to you like really? a friend i brought that to friendsgiving because i don't have a kitchen right now please i wasn't going to cook anything so shortcuts are okay everyone loved that pie you know what people don't even eat all the pie anyway like why they slave don't. no one i think people ate like a fraction of that pie that i brought and i didn't care because it was 8.99 didn't cost me any exactly. trouble exactly exactly i'm gonna i'm gonna buy my like i honestly i really do like whole foods pie so tomorrow um in the morning i'm gonna get my whole foods pie on because we go to my parents and then we go to um um a superman sister's house um and so she was like bring pie so i was like gotcha girl um and then <laughs> my boost did I tell you about my student loans? No. Wait, I'm not in a while. We haven't heard about them in a while. So, you know, so I'd gotten some of them forgiven, but I still had like a, you know, a lump sum, like, because I had $53,000 worth of student loans and um, I was eligible for, I think, like 17000 of that to be forgiven. Well, I am happy to report I have paid off the balance. And for the first time, wait, I need like a little like, I don't know what I need. I need a sound effect. <laughs> so since the first time since I was 17, I am completely debt free. Because when I was 17, I took out my first student loan um, and then I paid it off. But then I then like kind of crossover, I got my got student loans for my master's. My undergrad was I didn't take out much money because I I commuted. So I think I had, I don't know, like maybe like just a few thousand dollars. So I paid that off. Got my master's, another student loan, then got a, a, a condo, then got into credit card debt. And so, you know, it was one thing after another. And I have not been debt free since I was 17. Maybe there was like a month or two, maybe between student loans. Um, but no, because I had a condo. So it just feels really good. It feels good. 
Like, I'm debt-free. I mean, not for long, because Superman and I are going to have to take out, like, a construction loan for the second property we bought. But still, at least for the next, I want to say, six months, I am debt-free. I don't owe any credit card debt. I paid off in full every month. No student loan debt. We don't have any mortgages. My car is paid off in full. I feel like I feel like 15 again. That's and amazing. So, yep. Congratulations. Thank you. I would have never thought. So for those of you who are like, I'm so broke. At one point, I was saving $5 a month. That's how broke I was. So it is possible to dig yourself out of the ditch of debt and, 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 you know, financial, just like, you know, dark places. It is possible. Um, and so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just like, why? It doesn't even feel real. Cause I've been broke. I'm so broke for so long. I'm not going to lie. I still feel broke. It's not, not broke. Like I know that we're not broke, but I, I don't feel like, um, super secure. Like we're good. I feel like any day now, any day now. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm just like I said. That's why I paid off all the debt because it probably wasn't the wisest. I probably should have invested it and all the other kind of stuff. But part of me is also like Listen, I like knowing peace of mind is worth something. Helen, yes. my financial planner, told me that too. She was like, maybe it doesn't make sense to pay off your student loans when well in one fell swoop. This is back when we were paying off my husband's. But she said if it's going to help you sleep better, it is yeah. valuable. It is because I just wanted to know that like, and my, and honestly, Superman was like, I want, like it, he wants to know. And I want to know that like, even if everything goes away, that we can afford our life. Like if I, if the budget Nista and the literature Academy, everything were to like go to hell in a hand basket, basket, you would never know. Cause I would still be wearing the, my same target clothes. I would still be driving my 2016 car that I, you know, I bought used. I would still like it, like life wouldn't change. And so, and that's what I'm wanting that like what, how we live life is not based upon like whether or not the business is super successful. It's as long as I'm, you know, we are doing mildly well, we'll be able to maintain our lifestyle, which is fairly simple because I'm not moved by those things anymore because I've lost them. And I know that, you know, they can be taken and it doesn't mean that much to me. It's really like family, honestly, that means the most and friends. So yeah, I'm mixed. I'm, but I'm happy though to be debt-free for now. That's amazing. Meanwhile, I am just digging myself into a little bit of a hole over here. I'm becoming uh-huh. very acquainted with debt, but I'm, I was actually going to do a boost about it. Are you, are you? No, go on. Are yeah, you I am done. Yeah. Yeah. So good segue. Um, yeah. Credit. I've, I talked a little bit about the way that we're using credit cards for a home renovation and I'm like, kind of, I'm like feeling myself with my credit card strategy lately. <laughs> I have to say, <laughs> Um, I'm glad that I waited until now to start. I really was anti-credit card for a long time. I really only started using credit cards consistently for all my spending. I only really felt comfortable doing that. Probably two years ago, I started doing that. And um, you have to be really diligent because I have to make sure I set my own budget in my head for how much we can afford to spend each month on our credit cards, because only then will it actually make sense for us to try and get these rewards if we can afford to pay them off in full. Otherwise, you're just paying interest and blah, blah, blah. You guys listen to the show. You know this things. Anyway, um, so recently, you know, with the home renovation, we've everything that we paid for cash, you know, we paid for all the renovation cash and um, we even paid for, we got actually, we actually found paying cash for home renovation can actually help you save money. Yes. We, we saved like $1,500 on our countertops by paying cash for them. We were able to negotiate the price of our cabinets down by paying cash. Um, so it's come to our advantage to have cash on hand. 
Um, but when it comes to things like the furnishings, um, especially because we're about to get ready for a holiday, we are hosting people for the holidays. So we need to have everything all at once. Okay, not everything, but like a couch, a bed, you know, a spare bed and everything. Um, a lot of places do have good 0% financing offers. I'm not saying that we're opening a credit card at every retailer. We haven't done that. Um, but when it came to getting a mattress, they had a 0% financing deal. We could have paid for it in cash, but I'm more concerned now about keeping our cash flow, um, keeping, a, keeping a nice cash flow so we're not completely de- um, obliterating yeah. everything that's not our emergency fund, you know? So I'm willing to do 0% financing because we have great credit, so we get qualified for those offers. If they're going to give you 0% and let you pay something down gradually, you know, when I can I can pay it off when I get my tax refund or when I get my bonus, you know, or even if I don't get a bonus and tax refund, if, you know, if, again, if the worst happens, you know, I'll still get a paycheck and I can pay it off with my monthly income. So we've been taking advantage when we can of a couple of 0% financing offers through retailers, but then also um, I mentioned using the city double cash card to get 2% cash back. Um, on non like on everyday purchases, which helps us for furniture and things like um, I don't know, or propane things that you can't get cash back for typically. Okay. So I also recently opened up a zero percent interest purchase credit card. So some credit cards offer zero percent APR for a promotional period um, on on new purchases. So we just got approved for a zero percent card. I will say it was through Chase. It's called I forget what it's called. I don't want to. I don't want to. It's the Chase has a bunch of cards. They all sound the same. Anyway, zero percent interest on on purchases. Initially, they did not want. They did not immediately approve me for the card. Not because my credit wasn't great. I know it's great, but because some credit card issuers are doing this, where if you have several cards with the same bank. They actually, they're trying to avoid people who are trying to game, like open up credit cards, get the sign up bonus, close the card, keep it, you know, keep it moving. So they like Chase, for example, they're known to have this rule called the 524 rule, where if you open up more than five Chase credit cards within a 24 month period, you may, you probably won't get approved for the card, no matter how great your credit is. So I think I have four Chase credit cards now. Um, So when I got that email, like, you know, we can't approve your we can't approve you right now. You will hear within 30 days. I was like, Nabra, I don't, I need a couch by Christmas. So <laughs> I, I called their hotline and I was able to get them to not only immediately approve me on the phone, but expedite. So I get the card on Friday versus having Ooh. to wait seven to 10 days. And I just had to keep asking. They weren't offering this to me. They were just like, you know, even at the point where I finally got them to approve me, then it, then she was like, okay, thank you. Have a nice day. And I was like, wait a second. How long does it take to get the card? She said seven to 10 days. I was like, can I get it by Friday? And then she was like, beep, boop, beep, boop. Sure. So mm. just shows you can ask, um, do I feel, and, and again, like, yes, I'm talking about, you know, willfully putting things on a 0% interest credit card to um, keep our cash flow, uh, you know, in pretty decent shape. I feel confident in this, but I'm just saying it's just I'm trying to use debt in a smart way to my advantage, which I think is the whole point of having a strong credit score um, is so you can take advantage of these types of offers. And I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good so far. And I, I have a plan. Um, Helen will be happy. I mean, I have my plan to pay it off. And, and I, I'm repeating that plan to myself so I um, can, can sleep at night. But, you know, so far, so far I'm feeling I'm feeling good and I'm happy that you know, there are, if you're, if you have good credit and you're able to find these offers, there are good 
you know, credit card deals out there if you, if you can find them. No, that's awesome. And honestly, I was thinking about that. You said, I was actually typing it to myself. You said the city, um, city double cash card is the one that I've used for, cause they give you 1% cash back when you make a purchase and they give you 1% cash back when you pay off your, um, balance. So it's really 2% cash back and there's no, there's very few cards. I think there's maybe a few other, they're like smaller credit cards, I mean, credit union cards that give you 2% cash back on anything. And the reason I got that card is because yes, I have a 3% cash back card on, you know, restaurants, but you can't use that at Home Depot to get cash okay. back, right? So that's why I got the flat rate anywhere. City double cash. Cause you know, I'm the worst. I'm like city double Dutch, get your cash I, in the hand. <laughs> we talked about this card before. And we did, I know. And I'm like, I totally did not because I was Googling and I'm like, ooh, I need to get the exact name from Mandy because, you know, I'll be out here like venture into the woods because you're going to chase me down, card. You should get it. (laughs) (laughs) And one thing too is like 0% credit cards, the risk, okay, I know the risks, deferred interest, that's a risk. If I don't actually pay off this 0% APR card that I just got within 12 months, I'm going to get hit with deferred interest. It's going to pretend like, I was getting charged interest from the beginning and they're going to slap it all on my card all at one time. But I know I can pay it off before that 12 months is up. It's the only reason I'm doing it. Um, and at the end of the day, it made more sense to do, in my mind, to do this versus I could have gotten a personal loan. You know, the best rates for a personal loan right now are like, what, 6%? But 6% is still more than 0%. So for me, it made more sense to to take advantage where I can of these 0% offers we're still, we still have our budget for what we're paying for on the credit card and we're not like going bananas, but it's, it's, it's serving my purpose right now. And I'm trying to do it in the smartest way possible. No, but, but I know, uh, honestly, I think cause, cause people ask, I mean, I'm not a huge, um, you know, credit card advocate, but I am a huge, if you're going to use credit cards, use them wisely. So I think this is good because exactly. you're using, you know, you're using your credit because like if you're going to buy these things anyway, it's happening. We're here now. So it's like, well, how can I maximize, you know, the fact that we're renovating, you know? So it's like, if I'm going to, cause you're going to be spending tens of thousands of dollars, that's just how much it costs. And it's like, you can, you can get a free flight out of it. You can get cash back. There's so many benefits. So I think what you're doing is super smart. And- yeah. It's like, there's, there's good cards out there. I mean, if you're not earning, if you're using credit and you're, and you have good, you have a good credit score, like 760 or higher, 740 or higher even. Like if you don't have a rewards card, you're kind of missing out, you know, unless you're doing it because you know yourself and you've been in debt before and you don't trust yourself, that's fine. But if you are responsible and you can pay your card in full, like you might as well make a little, make some, make some like zhuzh on the top, get some sprinkles. No, you're right because you're right. Because if you're, if not, like if you're someone who uses your card responsibly, then, you know, there's literally, it's almost like not using Ebates, right? It's yeah. like, so if you're going to shop online, Ebates is free and literally just says, hey, you bought that thing. Here's 3% of your money back. So you use Ebates, you know? <laughs> so it's just like one of those things. So it doesn't, there's certain things that just doesn't make sense not to use when it comes to your finances. Exactly. All right. Well, that's my brown boost. I guess that was for just credit cards in general, working them, working the system trying my best not to, not to pay them one penny, but collect all the pennies for myself. Okay. Okay. Do it. Well, have a good Thanksgiving. Enjoy, you as well. enjoy not cooking. Right. And I was going to say, enjoy my, um, enjoy Vonda's turkey. 
And um, yeah, we're gonna have a good time. Yes, have have a good eat some lasagna for me. I love lasagna, honestly. I will bring you some because you know I'm lactose intolerant, girl. I can't eat lasagna. My poor mother-in-law. She's like, she's like, you still, you still can't eat cheese. I'm like, yes, <laughs> that is how the body works. <laughs> kind of a thing for life but you know i'll let you know she's like i love it but it's mozzarella i'm like no not even mozzarella <laughs> i love that she said you still can't eat cheese like as if one day everybody's like you know what girl go ahead on to get you that cheese The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.